Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's got the car. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the Sports Aficionados at area code 646-876-9923. And enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. All I can say is I hope we're on the air. <laughs> I have no idea at this point in time. But uh, well, that'd be good. That'd be good. We're we're a, li- we're a little late, so good night, folks. As Jack Benny used to say, "No, no, we have a long way to go before that happens." Hi, this is Chris, and we're first of all, we have a few things to celebrate now that we're actually here. We have to celebrate the fact that it's our two-year anniversary. We started August fifth of la- uh, two years ago, two thousand eighteen, on the first. So the first Sunday in August is always our anniversary show. And this is show number 103, because, of course, we can't take a couple of days off. You might say, well, 52 times 2 is 104. Well, it's a couple of weeks off for conventions and this and that. And just the way the years fall are a little different. So we're at show 103. And it's also Bill Sparks' birthday, I hear today. Thanks to Jerry uh, from Indiana, Pennsylvania, for calling that in to me. So happy birthday, Bill. And I hope you've had a nice day until now. Until <laughs> <laughs> <Tell> now. <laughs> It's so going radio. Okay. We, we have a busy show tonight, and, um, you know, I know everybody says that around here, but we do. We have all kinds of baseball. We have the baseball results. We have the baseballs. well, first the baseball standings going into today, the baseball results, and then the non-results, the uh, virus breakouts, the various problems, the various protocols, who's been going out, who's been doing what uh, to sort of undermine this whole season. Some teams have been unscathed. Other teams are... Their seasons are all messed up. They haven't played for a week, so we're going to talk about 28, that. Twenty-eight of them, Chris, have been maybe not unscathed, but almost unscathed. Twenty-eight of the thirty. Right, yeah. right. And then, and and the poor Phillies. I'm going to, we got to talk about the Phillies because this, this is crazy. What happened to them? This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and they've got to work on these protocols. They didn't have this halfway even together uh, at all. Then we're going to do the NBA and NHL results, the standings for the NBA, because the standings still continue, the regular season still continues, the NHL uh, results and uh, where they stand with their uh, qualifying and their round robin. And then we, we, we can get in the miscellaneous sports, especially college football. There's a lot on the college football uh, griddle this week. We'll cover that. We have 11 deaths to cover, so wow. that's going to take a little while. That wound it up. And uh, there were times David USF said three or four in a row there at various points. And this week in history, and uh, we had some history today, and we'll get to that in the baseball uh, portion of it. But uh, not the first time in MLB. We found that out. I found that out today. But anyway, before we get into all of that, here is Sean with all his information. All right. First of all, if you want to contact us at any time throughout the week, you can leave us a message, 800-693-0595. Hit option two, say it's for Sports Lounge Live. Or you can email us, sportslounge at allthingsradio.net. 
You can call in during the show, just like our great staff announcer, highly paid staff announcer, Marty, uh, told you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Download, yeah, there you go, Marty. <laughs> Downloading the Zoom app or dialing 646-876-9923. And then do 287-723-4600. Hit the pound key twice. Star 9 raises your hand uh, on, the, on the phone. There's other ways on, on the computer or on your smartphone. Also, don't forget, 712-432-3642. Board 9 is the Sports Lounge Board. You get all your scores, news, all that stuff. And Board 13 is where you go get your TV schedules, your Sirius XM schedules. You know, uh, basically, if it's a schedule, it's up there on Board 13. So check it out. But, no, we got a busy, busy day, coronavirus. COVID-19 sports is back multiple sports. It's April and August. April and August. And first of all, before we get to April and August, one of the things we would probably talk about in April, and it wouldn't be this tournament, would be golf. So why don't we see if we got a golf result. Do we have one of those? Uh, No. I... No. We don't know. No, that. I don't know. I don't know who won the St. Jude's, but Brad Kozlowski won the uh, NASCAR. The, there we go. Yeah, the I just always try to get him in first because otherwise we'll forget. Because yeah. you know, yeah. until we get to something big like the Masters or the Indy 500 or something like that, we kind of forget these things. And whenever you ask, whenever you ask your device about golf results, she uh, she either gives you something from two years ago or she has no idea. So okay. I think Justin well, Thomas was in the lead last I saw, but if someone has those golf results, please yeah. call in, let us know. Or yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, so we'll get into baseball. This is going to be a big chunk of the show because we've got a lot to cover in baseball. And, uh, you know, and so we got the, the standings, first of all. We have our first week's worth, a week and a half's worth of standings. And uh, some teams have played three games. Some teams have played eight or nine. So just the way it is now with the virus, the way it is, and we'll talk about that later. And, be, and Chris, before you get into the standings, one thing to, to cover right off the bat, and, and I'm, we'll talk more about this when we get there, but some people may be confused. It may be to the point where some teams do not, in fact, I would bet it, there will be, teams that will not play 60 games. So what they're going to do for them, apparently, is use winning percentage right. to determine their playoff. And the way it works mathematically is if you think about it, if you are over 500, the fewer games you play, the better off you are. If you're three, if you have a record of three and two, you're at a uh, 600 percentage. If you have a record of uh, four and three, you're at 572. So just so you know, and assuming you're trying to qualify for postseason, it's when you're over 500, then you're going to be better off the fewer games you play. So this may be very strange. But anyway, we'll read you the standings as they were going into today, and then we'll read you the finals, and then we'll start talking about the issues that have brought us to this pretty pass. In the American League East, the Yankees are six and one. Well, they're rolling. We expected that. Baltimore, four and three. We knew that would be some teams doing better than expected, and they're one of them. Tampa Bay, four and five. Toronto, three and four, and the Red Sox are three and six. And we now know, just to get this note in already, that our Eduardo Rodriguez is out for the year with his heart ailment from the virus. So the whole top part of the Red Sox rotation from last year is not there. So this is a uh, rebuilding, retooling year. Got to go out and get a couple of pitchers, get a couple of bats, get Chris Sale back, and see what you can do next year. This is uh, I, I'm running up the white flag as a Red Sox fan. <laughs> In the American League Central, we have Minnesota at 6-2, and two, and that's amazing. They're, they've played all their games. Now, the Cardinals were there, and the Cardinals are one of the epicenters in baseball, but the, I guess they must have been tested, I hope, and they're fine, and they're yeah, playing. They are. They've are. They yeah. been tested, and they all came back negative, and the Cardinals' positive test did not come up until after that series. 
true, yeah. but they but there were a couple of them. I think that they said wasn't one of the allegations that the Cardinals had people on the field that had test or in the, eligible to play that had tested positive earlier that day. Yes, at least one. Yeah, so but, they may not have gotten so in far, the game. So but, far, the Twins are fine. Right, so they're six and two. Detroit five and three. Cleveland four and four. The White Sox are four and four, and Kansas City is three and six. In the West of the American League, Houston at four and four. Oakland at four and four. Seattle is four and five. The Angels are three and six, and Texas two and five. National League East, and this is where things start to get really silly looking. Atlanta six and three. Miami two and one. Yes, indeed, they've played three games. That's all. Washington three and four. Philadelphia also two, one and two, and they've been ripped off here. And I really yeah. don't understand what happened to them because they, first of all, they there were a few. Uh, they played the Marlins on Sunday, and we had told you that the Marlins had some positive tests, and we didn't know how bad it was yet, but it was getting bad. They actually knew about some people who were positive that they allowed to be eligible to play. I'm not saying they got in the game, but then the Phillies had supposedly three or four positive tests, which turned out. Most of them, if not all, were three, false three positive. of the four. Three of, three the, of four. the four were false, false, positive. false positive. Then they said, "Okay, they can't play because we have to sanitize this ballpark." Okay, they sanitized the ballpark. Well, why couldn't they play this weekend? I don't know. They were supposed to. They they could have theoretically, if maybe Buffalo. They were supposed to play Toronto. Maybe Buffalo wasn't ready. I don't know why the Phillies didn't play this weekend. Well, this, really Buffalo, Buffalo is not ready. Yeah, Buffalo is oh, not ready. Well, not they could have. They could have played in Philadelphia then. In this whole yeah. week for the Phillies, they were supposed to play four games with the Yankees and then three games with Toronto, and they didn't get to play yeah. any of them. You can't tell me you can't sanitize a ballpark in four days. I mean, they should have played in Philadelphia yeah. then this week and flip-flop the series, that's all. So they didn't play. I don't know why, and I don't know if anybody's explained that. They haven't explained it to my satisfaction anyway. And the Mets are three and six. And the Mets, uh, we'll get to the Mets too. They've got their own little <laughs> issue today. Oh, yeah. National League Central, the Cubs are rolling. They're six and two, and of course they won today. We'll get to that in a minute. Milwaukee three and three, St. Louis two and three. Now the Cardinals have an outbreak, and we'll talk about that. We'll try to get the latest on that further down in the show. Cincinnati two and five, and Pittsburgh two and six. And in the West, we have Colorado at five and two, Dodgers at six and three, San Diego at six and three. So the West's playing pretty well here. San Francisco five and four, and Arizona three and six. So the Sunday results we have. That was supposed to be Arizona was supposed to be one of the big teams, you know. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. That's right. Yep. Sunday. And now with, the, with, the, with today's games, the Giants are yeah. now 5-5. Five and five, mm-hmm. And the A's okay. are 5-4. and four with that, that's, that's after right. today's games. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Sunday we have. And that, by the way, is our staff announcer, Marty, for those that are wondering. Yeah. He's here with us. So. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. We lost Chris all of a sudden there, guys. Oh, my. He was about ready to read all the scores. Well, there you go, Chris. There you go. Whoops. Somebody... Am I muted? Yeah, go ahead. You're unmuted now. There you I'm go. unmuted? Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, because it, it told me I was muted. So this Zoom isn't uh, done Zooming at us yet, <laughs> yeah. apparently. Okay. Baltimore beat Tampa Bay 5-1 to one today. The Braves beat the Mets six to nothing. Uh, you, four to nothing. I'm sorry. Yoannis Cespedes disappeared for a while, but now he he's AWOL. opted out. He went AWOL. He's opted out, uh, and uh, then the Mets released him. He's been a waste of time for two years anyway. Hadn't played for a couple years, and uh, so they're just going to let him. Uh, and go. He, he's he's been trouble everywhere he's been. That's right. He was trouble That's here too. We were, so 
That's why we were really late. We were looking for him. We were helping. We were. Yeah. We were. And of course, the point must be made where he disappeared in Atlanta, where there's all the fun in the world to have because all this, uh, all this going back to all these problems in any league stretches back to Atlanta. Yeah. We wear the must Falcons. Be some good wings, man. Yeah, <laughs> we wear the Falcons uh, in the NFL. Uh, the White Sox beat Kansas City nine to two. Minnesota over Cleveland three to one. Colorado over San Diego nine to six. Cincinnati beat Detroit four to three in the first game and four nothing in the second game, and that is a new uh, seven inning doubleheader uh, thing that we're doing in baseball now. And this was the first one that we've had, but there was a shortened doubleheader before that we found out about that was read on the Tigers game that the Red Sox and the Cleveland uh, Naps, who were named after Napoleon Lajoie, this was before they were the Indians in 1912, the Red Sox and Cleveland played one. One, in, one game was six innings, one game was five. My guess is they agreed to, they, they knew there was a rainstorm coming, they agreed to play, get two games in, and agreed beforehand to just play six and five uh, gentlemen's agreement. So they did that. But this is the first one. One in the modern since 1912, anyway. So uh, Cincinnati won it four to three and four to nothing. Uh, the Cubs beat Pittsburgh two to one in eleven innings. Texas beat San Francisco nine to five. The Dodgers beat Arizona three nothing. Oakland beat Seattle three to two. Uh, do we have uh, any more Angel, Angels? The Angels info? are tied four to four with the Astros in the bottom of the tenth. Okay, and the Red Sox and Yankees are playing. Last I knew, the Red Sox, but that's early. Red Sox were were ahead uh, two to nothing after an inning. And so, by the way, by the way, in the Angels game, Albert Pujols hit career home run number six fifty eight, his fifteenth career grand slam. He's only two behind Willie Mays for number five all time. Okay. So, I mean, I've got this in sort of a stream of consciousness thing in the order it kind of happened. But why don't we just, I'll mention things, we just talk about them. We got, we had the Miami situation to start with. And I guess it's been proven. Let's focus on the Marlins first because they're the epicenter of all this. What have we had, about 29 tests or 31 uh, 18, tests in baseball positive? 18 players and apparently 15 on their travel party for a total of 33. 33 testing uh, positive, and that's out of that's most of the tests that have been positive in all of baseball. It yeah, is it because was, other than uh, but well oh, before yeah. this before this latest one, that was all that was all but point one percent. And it right. happened because a couple of guys went out to some bars in Atlanta. In Atlanta, right. everybody does things in Atlanta. What's what's up with that? I don't know. Yeah. So they went out, and and so then uh, you know they all came down with this. Now they. They were in Philadelphia for a while, but they were in the hotel. They weren't in the ballpark. They couldn't leave Philadelphia. Then they sent who they send the healthy ones home. The healthy, no, the healthy they, ones went to Baltimore, where where right. they will where they will allegedly play Tuesday. But there may be another problem, and that being tropical storm Isias might be causing problems with that. Well, it might rain. It's not going to be too bad up here. It's it's uh, you know no. it's just going to be rain up in the northeast. But, I think. Sa- but for that for that area for that area, Chris, they're saying from Boston or from uh, New York to Philly to Baltimore, they could have five six inches of it. So that yeah. would be bad. But that'll be one day. It should go through there quickly enough. So they may have a rain out. That's right. So. Uh, so, so we ended up, you know, with with the Marlins being put on the side. The Phillies, we've already chronicled their, their I, which no one's explained as to what happened to the Phillies. I assume that's Correct. a big topic down there uh, because they must be wondering why they didn't play any games with anybody. Well, from um, what from what I hear, they're supposed to be playing the Yankees tomorrow. They but are. I don't know if they're they're, they're going to play are. two in New York Monday and Tuesday, and two in Philadelphia Wednesday Thursday. Okay. Right. 
So anyway, and then we had the same. Then everything was fine, we thought. with those, Okay, those teams were on the sideline. Then the Cardinals. And the, the Cardinals, apparently a couple of them went out to a casino. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, they did. Okay. Yes. And so how many Cardinal positives do we have now? Do we we know? do not have a total number, but we had. I think we had four total yesterday. And Jeff Passan of ESPN reported today that there were more positives, but he did not have a number. We, yesterday we had six, but it was four players and two staff. Okay. So, so the thing is, it, it seems like you've got a problem, and I don't know what they're going to do about these protocols, because if, if you get some positives, you've got a taxi squad. I, they either need to bring up the taxi squad folks and get them playing and just keep testing the players and then accept that they're going to, because they've already had it anyway with some of these people that had tested positive that were eligible to play, you've either got to you know, play the games with the taxi squad. If you stop these teams for a week, every time there's three positive tests, this is foolish. It won't work. Now, by well, the way, I, I've been hearing conflicting reports. Uh, it was supposed to be later on this week that the rosters were supposed to be reduced to 28. I still uh, hear no, that is not that is not going to happen. Apparently, that's not okay. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Oh, really? Yeah, no, that was reported. Yeah, that was reported by first. Ken Rosenthal that it's at least going to be pushed back temporarily. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. But I don't – is there any talk, Perry, or, or did you hear anything about how they're going to tighten this up? Because you can't just keep stopping. If you're going to – in a workplace, okay, you sanitize the workplace, people come back in a day or two. That's basically how it works in any other workplace. You, how, why is it stopping for a week for three players? That's a very good question. I've heard nothing well, addressed to the Now, I will tell you today – um, I was kind of switching. I was listening to the Reds and the Tigers, and I was switching back and forth. And uh, Dan Dickerson and Jim Price were saying that there's a single game scheduled in Detroit on Tuesday, a doubleheader Wednesday, and a single game Thursday. Their co- comment was, we hope with the Cardinals. Yeah, really. That's about but right. The problem you have is, from what they were saying, and Ron Gardenhire said this on his show, he said, we don't know what's going to happen because – he said, as long as they keep testing positive, they're not going to play. Yeah, and here's the whole thing. They they did not, they put out this quote-unquote little bit of protocol, a lot of it not being enforced because people are piling in the dugout, spitting, doing all kinds of stuff. Every other league that has come back in the world, not just in the U.S., every other league that has come back with some in bubbles, some not in bubbles, some in countries where, yes, things have been flat, you know, dying off, some in the U.S., every other league, uh, individual sports, team sports, very little issue. Everything from golf to UFC, we well, have a lot of contact boxing to, to now NBA in the bubble. Every other league, no, baseball, Rob, they're screwing it up because they were so worried about the money and this and not and that's, really and that's about both, and, and that's both sides, players and owners. Yeah, both sides. Both sides. Right. So, you know, and I don't know what, what to say. I mean, I think it's you can't do what they're doing. This is not working. You yeah. have a taxi squad for a reason now. You were saying, yeah. Perry, that they're going to have from now on some kind of a COVID enforcement person at each uh, yes, site. Yes, each team has a... Uh, COVID uh, compliance officer that will be traveling with them. Now, as of a couple days ago, David Ross said he had still not heard anything about what this person is supposed to do, who it is, 
So apparently that's not they even don't know totally yet. going yet. Right. They don't even know. They're they're gonna figure it out whenever something happens. This is what base this is what baseball is doing and this is this is why it frustrates a lot of people about when why baseball gets some of the picking on that they get because oh, let's just think of something here. Listen this is why they get it. Uh, you know, I really don't think that baseball deserves to keep having this antitrust exemption. With the way they're handling things, they don't deserve to have that privilege. Congress needs to take that away. Well, yeah. I think that's, you know, yeah. But when when Congress can yeah. get the people... So yeah, we're talking about Congress. Yeah, Congress would... That's maybe a whole, to do that's a a whole other issue to deal well, with. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other show, folks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So anyway, show coming soon. So I don't know yeah. if we have anything more on the bars. We got some other things that came up this week. We had a question come up, uh, I guess, about the three batter rule and how it goes from inning to inning, and that came up. And I heard about that. Where if you okay, we all know that you're only you're supposed to at least face three batters if you come in to pitch within an inning, and then you or can, the uh, end of an uh, inning. The, yeah. or the inning ends. Well, if you're starting, if you have, let's say, two lefties in a row that you want to face, and you're, uh, you know, finish an inning and you start the next inning, you're going to have to pay, face the second batter in that other inning, too. So it's a three-batter thing over two innings if that happens. But I heard about an interesting thing that well, I didn't what, even no, know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, though, Chris. From what I have heard, if the inning ends, you can make a pitching change yes. at that time. But what I'm saying, yes. you, let's say you have, you're in the bottom of the fifth, you want to face a lefty with your left-handed specialist, and you've got one in the bottom of the six you want to face also. So you leave him in to do that. You have to okay, leave him in for the next correct. guy then he, has to pay, then he does have to face two batters. Right, right. Because it's to prevent yeah. the changing without it being between innings. That's what they're trying to right. do. So there turns out to be a, a website that Chris Welsh of the uh, Reds, the Reds, the voice of TV for the Reds runs, and he has a rules website. And they had a podcast, and I don't know if other announcers have participated in this, but Joe Castiglione beat Dave Van Horn, they said, in a, in a rules contest. And this was in the, uh, during the uh, stoppage, so that was kind of cool. That would have been fun <laughs> to see. Uh, Mike Fultonevich was released by the Braves. Uh, now, did he end up yeah. going to the Braves taxi squad, or has he been yeah, no, on yeah, no, the, no, no, they, they have to wait. It, the, you still have to wait at the, the designated time. Okay. So they're still trying yeah. to trade him if they can. Right. Okay. Uh, there was r- rumors he could come here, but I think the Red Sox, if it's any cost at all, I think they need to pack it in and just play with who they got and not worry about it. So Pat Mahomes, who we mentioned the other day, got a bunch of money, uh, couldn't couldn't wait. So he spent it on a, a good investment in the Kansas City Royals. Is that a good investment? I don't know these days. But anyway, he threw in some money into the pot for the Royals. Uh, the Washington players, they wouldn't go to Miami. Well, they didn't have to go to Miami, so that worked out all right because I yeah. guess they were supposed to go this weekend. Uh you know, and, and then we've got all that stuff that we talked about with the Cardinals. A lot of this is COVID stuff, and we covered it. That's what I mean. It's it's like a stream of consciousness. They write these yeah, down yeah. and they get them during yeah, the week. I've got a baseball oh, question. See if we've got some oh, other hold, baseball. Hold on, stuff. hold on, Bill. Hold on, Bill. Go ahead. One question: Can somebody, and I can't get to the bottom of this, explain why TuneIn pulled out of MLB in the? That's a good question. Yeah, that's a, we, that's we, a terribly good question, Bill. And I think we would all like to know the answer to that. I would guess it would be a contract dispute would be my guess because when I emailed them on Friday because they pulled out of MLB. We might as well go ahead and hit this issue then, Chris. Yeah. They pulled out yeah, of the yeah. MLB and NBA, and I emailed asking them why. The only thing they replied back is, at this time, Major League Baseball 
and NBA are not on TuneIn. We will keep you updated on anything in the future. That's, yeah, well, the, that's the official answer. I ended up canceling my subscription to TuneIn Live because uh, that's why I was paying for it, for the sport. And while we're one thing uh, that kind of goes with this, I had a little news that's especially going to make Robert happy, but I think the rest of you guys are late. That's what we were about to say, so you we were going to talk it. about that. Go ahead, Marty. Okay. Go, ahead. go ahead, Marty. They, 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 got a Bay Area, they got a Bay Area station, um, AM 960 KNEW, which is right. a Bloomberg station. However, no post and pregame show. I mean, they go right into the first pitch. And wow. Man, when that, when that game's done, it's done. It's gone. Wow. Okay. And, and on, and when they were talking about how the A's were going to move to iHeartRadio for their uh, A's cast, and the reason given was that TuneIn didn't have as many subscribers as iHeart does. And that would be cor- that's correct. Was, yeah, and uh, TuneIn was having financial trouble as well. Uh, according to the article that we read on Friday in the Chronicle, Marty, iHeart has 28 million subscribers. TuneIn only yeah. has nine million, and plus, yeah. and plus 960 is owned by iHeart, so it would make sense yes, for them is. to go to. Yeah. So, so one of the things, so getting get, getting a little history, and I've done this before on Sports Lounge, but I'm going to do this here about the, going to percentages. And I know baseball is kind of stuck, and they've got to do it. And as I said, if you're over 500, you're better off. And you know, so if if somebody's 32 and 26, and somebody else 33 and 27, 32 and 26 is going to beat 33 and 27. But we had a situation that was totally avoidable in 1972, where the Tigers were 86 and 70, the Red Sox 85 and 70. They didn't play the same number of games. They had started the season after the first strike ever on, on April 15th. They could have figured out a way to get everybody to 156 or whatever number they chose. They didn't do it, and so, of course, it came back. Now, it turned out the Red Sox and, and Tigers had two out of three at the end of the season. Whoever won two was going to win it. Just they, But if they hadn't been playing each other right then with all the marbles on the table, that would have been terrible. Another thing that happened in the 81 strike-shortened season, and we'll be talking about that later because we have one of our uh, This Day in History things, the two best teams, and I don't know if you remember this, Bill, were in the National League in their divisions were the Cardinals and the Reds, and because of the way they did it with the different halves, they didn't get into the postseason. Yeah. Yeah, I remember right. it. That's right. Yeah. So you know that this is going to come back to bite them. It's, it's just totally going to come back to bite them, and they have to do this stuff. And they just don't have it. They're not prepared. Then another thing that happened this week, Joe Kelly got suspended eight games for throwing at Alex Bregman's head. And uh, that's a lot of, you know, when you're doing a 60-game, somehow everybody with the analytics and everything forgets they're playing a 60-game season. You're throwing them out for, like, would be the equivalent of about 20, 20 games. That would be a 22-game. Yeah. And, and he did appeal it, by the way. Right. Yeah, so it's probably yeah, going to go down to four. But you, you can't, you know, you've got to be proportional about these things. Nick Markakis decided to come back uh, for the rest of the season to the uh, – to the Braves. Freddie Freeman is okay and he was his friend and I think he saw that's okay so uh, you know that, that maybe uh, Nick uh, you know Freddie said hey we need you you know so whatever. Today we had the seven inning double headers started as we mentioned we're going to have the 30 man roster it looks like for the rest of the season or at least for the same moment for the moment anyways uh, let's see I'm right, running through just reading on my braille to get through all the uh, we talked about the 960 thing how is that signal there Marty is that a pretty good signal for, for um, uh, the 960 KNEW, is that a good signal in the Bay Area? Marty? Marty must Where be away go? from the phone right now. All, All right. right. Well, anyway, we hope so. Um, there. <laughs> it, it, it's fair. Um, okay. It's, they're 5,000 watts. I turned myself off just for a second because I 
thought yeah. someone was going to get my attention. I didn't want my conversation to go on. Here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> that's always good. Anyway, anyway, uh, it's it's a fair signal. It's not it's not great. I, I wish eight sixty was still doing it. Um, yeah. And, and, and the and problem I, with and the problem with the A's is they've been on fifteen different radio stations and some of them multiple times. This team has never had a permanent place where they could call their radio home. It's, you know. So anyway, no, uh, so, not. so we got uh, apparently even with the Marlins uh, testing positive like crazy, we've had a, a rate of ninety nine point seven positive. You know, since the season started or whatever, the tests have been ninety nine point seven negative. In other words, you know, only point three has had the virus, even with all this stuff going on. Right. And uh, then, as we say, Buffalo is apparently not ready. But part of the Phillies ripoff here, we had some August eleventh. August eleventh. August eleventh. They say. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so we've also got um, uh, Matt Hicks came down with the COVID virus, uh, one of the uh, announcers for the Texas Rangers. And I guess um, his partner, oh, I can't think of it. I've had a mental. Eric, Eric Nadell. Eric Nadell. Eric Nadell. Taken the week, took the weekend yeah. off. I don't know if he's got any symptoms or he just wanted to be safe. No, it was totally a precaution. Yeah. And also, yeah, John, Ster- John Sterling has been ailing also. But do you know whether he's got the virus or anything? They, they've, they've tested him, and apparently he's negative, but he is 82 years old. So, he is. He is. Know. So hopefully yeah. he can come back. And, and, you know, it's good for him. He doesn't have to travel. You know, they're in the stadium all the time. Uh, so let's see. I'm going through. I think we're just about done with the baseball stuff. So here's, sure here's what let's do. We have a fun little thing we're going to do with baseball here, and we will do that. But let's go ahead and get our break in. We'll, then we'll come Actually, there's one, back one more. We'll have a little fun with baseball, then we'll move on to our other sports. Okay. Okay. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets, and they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2 men 2 xorg to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ed Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. 
right, guys, let's try this okay. again. There we go. Okay. We're good. All right. So um, there was one more baseball item that I just wanted to squeeze in before we uh, do the thing that Perry wants to do about a little discussion that was on the Reds game today, and that's Lorenzo Cain opted out this, uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, you know, got a little too close to home, I guess, with the uh, Cardinal problems, and he decided he is not going to play the rest of the season. So what were you going to bring up, Perry? Uh, Perry? Ah, it would help if I were, to, were looking into my there microphone, we go. wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had a little bit of a conversation about the new rules today, so we can do this really quick. We'll, we'll, sure. I'll, I'll tell you the rule. You tell me yay or nay, and then I'll tell you if you agree or disagree with Jeff Brantley. Okay, the three-man pitching rule, will it stay or will it go? That's going to stay. That'll, that'll, already, that'll stay. Because it was already going to come in anyway before yep. the Okay, started. so you agree with Jeff on that one. Right. How about the extra inning rule? I think that'll go at least for this year. The problem is all of this is for 2021 because the the, uh, the collective bargaining is coming up after that, and then everything could change after that. So and and this is only for 2020, remember? Yes, but I'm, I'm saying that's right. So I'm saying it's going to go for 21, but I don't know what's going to happen after 21. No, I, I hope it goes. Jeff Brantley way, thinks it's going to. He thinks it's going to go because the pitchers hate it. Right. Okay. Seven inning doubleheaders. Seven inning doubleheaders. I think that's going to. Think that's going to go. You agree? I, yeah, you agree? He said that's going to go. I hope it goes because uh, you know I'm I'm a traditionalist. I want nine oh, yeah. inning doubleheaders. And you can sell more concessions if you have nine inning doubleheaders. You the can. owners aren't going to forget about you that. Can. So for yeah. the most part, we agree with Jeff Brantley. Yeah. <laughs> I like Jeff. I like Cowboy. I that's do too. Good. I do too. All right. So there there okay. we go. We do have so we, Jerry. We do have Jerry. Let's uh, go ahead, Jerry. Okay. I was a little bit disappointed today, and I don't know if this is going to be the trend. Uh, they're afraid the pitchers will get overheated. We're talking about the Pirates-Cubs game, and uh, Pirate pitcher uh, had a perfect game going after three innings. They took him out, and John Lester was doing great, too, after the home run. Uh, he gave up the home run in the uh, first inning there, and I wonder if that's going to be the trend. Are they going to, you know... Well, un- un- unfortunately, Jerry, with the way this season is being constructed, they had two different spring trainings, and pitchers did not normally get all their work that they normally get during the spring. I don't think you're going to see too many, uh, like, seven-inning uh, pitchers pitching seven innings or eight innings. I think or I'd give it another couple of weeks, Jerry. I think if the uh, – assuming you're not like the – the Cardinals or the Phillies or some who don't play for a week at a time. If you're a regular team that keeps playing, eventually your pitchers are going to get stretched out, and you will see guys going right. further. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you know what, though, Jerry? Weren't the, that that Cub bullpen was good today, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I just. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, we have the NBA up next, and um, we have we the also you know, Marty is also back with us. So Marty, go ahead. You Marty, go ahead. Yeah, I had a question. Uh, for the first time in a really long time on Friday, I got to listen to coverage on XM Satellite Radio. And I was catching the Yankees-Red Sox game with Ricky mm-hmm. Ricardo doing the game for the Yankees, who's yeah. the Spanish announcer. Yep. Anyway, I flipped it over, and there's the Red Sox game, too, the Red Sox yes. coverage. And I was wondering... When the Red, when the Red Sox and Yankees play... 
they they will do that because they consider it a big series, and they've done that over the years. They'll put the Yankees on 176 and the Red Sox in 177, or one of them might be on 89, and you'll see that just just for the Red Sox Yankees. Sometimes yeah. they'll do it for other teams, but occasionally, uh, really occasionally you'll see Cubs Cardinals go that way. Right. Yeah. Right. But not too okay. often. I, but yep. It was it was pretty neat. I, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, and and Ricky Ricardo is a nice, decent replacement. For, uh, you know, and we hope that John gets back. But yeah, so you know, yeah, he sounded. I heard him a little bit last night. He sounded pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah. yeah. So, so light baseball. Like, yeah, really, right? I, I, Lucy, you got a lot of explaining to do. All right. So yeah. we got some uh, <laughs> standings to do here in the NBA. And the thing is, again, these this they're continuing their regular season, unlike the NHL that's going to be in the middle of playoffs and round robins for uh, proceeding. So. Um, that's a different story. So we these will are called run down the seating games. The seating games, the colors. Okay, these are the called the seating games. Well, whatever they are, they're the the uh, tail end. They're eight games apiece for the end of the season. So anyway, so the standings are changing, and we need to keep an eye on them. So Milwaukee is at fifty-four and twelve now, going into today. Toronto forty-seven and eighteen. So basically, we know Milwaukee is going to be the number one seed. Right. Celtics going into today forty-three twenty-two. Miami 42-24. By the way, the Celtics and Miami are going to play on Tuesday, and Toronto and Miami are playing tomorrow. So some good games coming up in the East. Uh, Indiana 40 and 26. Philadelphia 39 and 27. That was a big win for the Pacers last night, where they got yeah. the five seed. Yep. Um, Orlando is 31 and 35. Uh, Brooklyn is 30 and 35. So they're fighting for the seven and eight seed. And, and Orlando, fighting. Orlando should be winning that game. They were destroying the Kings. Yeah, I haven't seen the final score, here. but they were being beaten pretty Right, good. and the next one today too, as you'll hear. So, yeah. the, but the thing is. They are pulling ahead of our, our James Stockdale team, which I couldn't think of his name last week. Why am I here? The Why am I here? Wizards are 24 and 41. And the thing is, they're not going to get within uh, pretty soon. It will be clear they're not going to be within four games of the uh, thing, but they won't send them home. They'll just be uh, the Washington Generals. They'll be just instead of the Wizards. They probably won't even care. Right. So, uh, yeah. You know, because they don't want to get anybody hurt who's there. And they'll, you know, they'll be the like the uh, automatic win for everybody who has them on their schedule. So they're going to be out of it very soon. They're 24 and 41, and that's the eastern part. In the west, of course, we have 13 teams. We have the Lakers at 50 and 15 going into today's action. Clippers 45 and 21. So that means again, the Lakers pretty much have the number one. All the Lakers have to do one more, no clinch. Yeah, Denver is uh, 43 and 23, uh, so they're not too far behind the Clippers. Utah 42 and 24, right on their heels. Oklahoma City 41 and 24. The West is where all the action is going to be. Houston 41 and 24, also. Dallas is number seven at 40 and 28. Then the drop off comes to where Memphis is at 32 and 34. And then what the deal is with them is they have to stay. If they can get four games ahead of the ninth-place team, whoever that may be, then they will qualify for that eighth spot. Otherwise, they'll have to have the play-in. Um, and then Portland is right right going into today was 30 and 37. They lost today. San Antonio, 28 and 36. Sacramento, 28 and 37. New Orleans, 28 and 38. So Zion's going to have to lead them out of the wilderness here. And Phoenix, 27 and 39. So and if he's only going to play 15 minutes a game, he's not going to do it. No, he's no, not really. going to do it. So is it, uh, what, uh, did he have an injury or something? He or was out of the bubble there? for a while, so he is having to get back in shape. Oh, okay. And yeah. They, yeah, yeah, and they're, yeah, and the whole thing is they're they're monitoring Zion's minutes. Even though he wants to play, they're trying to still. He says, I've had time <laughs> to recover over the last four months. They're still. Alan Gentry said a while. I was told I could only play him 15 minutes. So. 
Well, okay. I mean, you know, with the Kemba Walker, who's got a bad knee, they're increasing him a little bit each time, so he'll be ready for the playoffs. But uh, Zion probably won't have to be in the playoffs anyway. On the second uh, here today, we had Brooklyn beating Washington 118-110. to Celtics beat Portland 128-124. I guess that was on ABC today. Yes, it was. Uh, and uh, Jason Tatum came back from his bad game the other day and scored 32 points. San Antonio beat Memphis 108-106. to that, that was a good game. And uh, then I don't know if we've got any other scores. We have no uh, other Orlando final. 132 and Sacramento 116. Yeah, okay. I figured that. <laughs> okay. In the NHL, what we've got uh, Milwaukee, is... Milwaukee-Houston just getting started and then Phoenix-Dallas in a little bit. Right. And so in the NHL, we have games uh, that are starting of the series that are the qualifying series or are the uh, round-robin games to set the one through four seeds in the tops of the conferences. So we have some finals on those, too. Yesterday, we had Carolina beat the Rangers three games to two, so the Hurricanes take a one nothing lead in that series. Next, that Their next game, I know, is tomorrow at noon, so all you... Yes. Uh, lunch hour hockey fans and uh, nine o'clock for you, Robert. Yep. Hop right up and do that one. Chicago beat Edmonton six to four. So the Blackhawks and that's a five twelve. So now, uh, now see uh, that that's going to be a very interesting series because the Blackhawks have a lot of playoff experience. They still have a lot of the players left that have won the three Stanley Cups. Uh-oh. Edmonton doesn't have very much playoff experience at all. It would not shock me if Chicago eliminates the Oilers. Okay, and and Edmonton gets to play at home. It doesn't matter because they're in the bubble, too, but right. uh, they are home. Um, <clears throat> so then we also had Montreal beating Pittsburgh in overtime 3-2. to two. And I guess we had a, a penalty shot in the third period for the Penguins and a penalty shot in overtime for the Canadiens, right? That, that is correct. And, that, that was, and remember, uh, with, the, with these qualifying games, they're using regular playoff rules. Right. So, um, you know, so when yeah. it goes to overtime, the, you you play till they score. So for the round robin games, as I understand it, they're using regular season rules. Yes, they I are. Heard. Which, yeah. So I've that's fine that. because your your goal is to get as many points and see if you can be the number one seed. Right. And uh, we talk. We can talk about that in a minute. Calgary beat Winnipeg four to one in the last game on Saturday. Today, Arizona beat Nashville in their first game four to three. That's uh, you know they. Uh, they're an underdog team, too. The NHL is going strictly to form. They're, the underdogs are winning a lot of games. That's and correct. Philadelphia beat the Bruins 4-1, to one and, um, and Tuka Rask was, uh, was out. He was not feeling well, so Yaris Halak played today and uh, did not do that well. So hopefully they'll bounce back. Uh, on that, and I know there's some games going on now. If anybody has any scores, that'll be uh, fine. The Blues and the Avalanche are tied at one with about seven minutes to go. Okay. Okay, and again, the regular season, so we may see a five-minute overtime and a shootout in that game. To just yeah, the Toronto or just now no, those are these are just... playoff rules. Oh, not for enough. And as I understand it, the St. Louis, uh, Colorado is not. I heard there no, was no uh, for the for the round robin games, Perry. They're going to use regular season rules. For the other ones, yeah. they're going to use playoff rules. Right, because this is a, a technically this one through four thing. They could have left them the way they were and just had them come in, but they didn't think that was fair. So they are extend like the NBA extending the regular season, whereas the five through twelves are elimination. So they're gonna you know do the full uh, full thing. Right. So I think that's it for hockey for now. Oh, and Columbus and Toronto are going to play, and and um, then Vancouver and, and Minnesota, Minnesota will Minnesota. play later. Yep. Okay, so guys, you uh, Perry and Sean, you have a lot to talk about with college football and the different conferences. What's going on with that right, right now? Let's start with okay. Let's start with the the all right. Originally, earlier this week, 
the NCAA granted a waiver that if teams wanted to start on the 29th, they could. So Oklahoma decided to move a game up to the 29th with Missouri State. Kansas, of course, they scheduled one in Southern Illinois on the 29th doing this, trying to get ahead because their game with New Hampshire was canceled. And then the ACC came out with a plan. And this was a plan to keep possible in-state rivalry games, such as South Carolina, Clemson, Georgia, Georgia Tech. They came out with a 10 conference games plus one. Now, Notre Dame, now the one game is either played at your site or in your state. They were doing this, planning on the on the SEC to come along and you know possibly go along with the same plan as them. And so what they did, Notre Dame for this year will be in the uh, – they're going to be in the conference full-time playing for the title. No divisions. They're just going to take the top two teams. The next day, the SEC, they issued their statement. They will start – they will do a 10-game conference-only schedule. So they will play your division plus three teams from the other division. They will start on September 26th. They will push their championship game back to December 19th. So there will be a midweek bye and our midseason bye, and then there will be two weeks between their last game and the championship game. So this kind of goes back in the face of the ACC and what they were doing. Pac-12, we'll get to the other big Pac-12 story in a minute, but Pac-12 also announced a very similar schedule uh, the next day. SEC right now apparently is meeting with their players and the player reps and the commissioner's office. They're meeting about protocol and how this will happen because I guess there was something that came out in the Washington Post about you know about some concerns about a conference call earlier in the week that came out in uh, Saturday's Washington Post. And then the Big 12 is having meetings tomorrow. They have four or five plans that they're looking at. They they can stay with the 12 games. They can do a round-robin, but they only have nine games. They can do an, a round-robin, but you play one team twice. Also, one of the others is inviting BYU in for one year, which could be interesting. BYU, uh, Provo, Utah, to Morgantown. Talk about yeah. some travel. Yeah. Talk about some travel. That's the other one. And then, now, that that's pretty much the scheduling stuff. Today, and this has been, I guess, working out for, oh, the last couple weeks, multiple, and they're saying at least 100 Pac-12 college players were involved. They released this uh, basically demand thing to the Players' Tribune and the Sports Illustrated. They're asking 17 different demands related to COVID-19, social justice, and pay. They're wanting COVID-19 protocols. They're wanting to not be forced to sign a waiver saying that they wouldn't sue the school if anything happens or anything. They, they want to be not forced to sign the waiver. They want health insurance to protect them, not just from COVID-19, but in the future. They're also looking at 
but they're looking at two percent of the PAC-10's profits to go to uh, programs to help low-income students. Also, things such as sports camps to work with uh, underprivileged students. You know, sports camps for for students in poor neighborhoods. They want uh, possible academic support, not just trying to be forced into, oh, take this class because, oh, it's easy, it's your way. They want they want all schools in the Pac-12 to offer scholarships for players after their eligibility is done so that they can finish their degrees. Because as we all know, 99% of the players do not go on to play in the pros. They want uh, a. They want a whole thing on. Uh, they want a committee, uh, a black summit. Three, three players from each university involved in something. You know, to to have a meeting every year to discuss issues and stand up. You know, basically kind of like a forum to make sure that they are not getting screwed against, screwed over. They are wanting the. Now here's the part that's going to get them in trouble. And Perry will agree with me in a minute, I'm sure. They want a 50%, they want 50% of the Pac-12 profit to go to the players, to you know, whether it be stipends now, after they graduate, they want 50% to go to the players. They said if they cannot do it, now this is the other part that they, I don't think they can legally do. They said, take it from school endowments. Endowments... No. Means no, they can't, they can't do that, I don't think. To a specific, let's say I give money, it goes to the golf team, it is supposed to go to the golf team. Or to what the library, they, or to the to anything. You know, there, there's all kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, well, I use the golf as an example. They want yeah, the 11, anything. They want the 11 uh, sports that were suspended at Stanford reinstated. And they also, you know, like I said, they're wanting a bunch of these. That part's probably not going to go because the the fifty percent pay is not the Pac-12. That is the NCAA, and each state, as you remember, Florida, California, and there's another state that already passed it that they have bills coming into where they can get paid. And so this is kind of an interesting can, deal. I think a lot well, of states, Sean, are passing where they can get paid for their likenesses. The like, school, yeah, it's, their likenesses the school it's like itself a can't game pay you them. You can go do a commercial, or you can do, and that's how the Olympics did it for years. You were not like you could be an amateur in the Olympics, but you could still go do commercials and endorsements and stuff. You could go do all that stuff, but you know, so they may. They may have a little – that may be the part that is really kind of bad. Now, uh, already four Washington – or five Washington State players have been suspended. Washington State is saying, oh, their scholarships are not uh, taken away, but these are players that they found out that apparently were involved in this. They're being represented by like, – the lawyer's name escapes me, but he's been involved in other – NCAA deals because the NCAA has been trying to lobby to. They want antitrust exemption. They don't want to be able to be sued now. And we all know when the NCAA goes to court, they usually lose because going way back to the TV deal when it was only allowed one game back in '84, they had to open that up to anybody. You know, multiple games on TV. 2014, the Ed O'Bannon video game situation where they sued and EA Sports was ready to play and then. They're ready to pay them, and then the NCAA said, "Oh no, no, we just won't 
used players in there just to get around paying them because, you know, NCAA knows that in some cases, if they if they they could get sued possibly over COVID-19 if somebody comes out over workman's comp because you got to remember, this is a billion-dollar industry for the school, for the conferences, for the TV networks, and, yes, the players are getting an education, but they're making billions of dollars, and players are getting an education, and they're saying, wait a minute, shouldn't we have a little more? And they're calling this only for the profitable sports, where then you're going to get into trouble where the nonprofit sports are going to say, where's our money? Where's our money? But I think it's going to – you're seeing possibly – and we talk, you could possibly be seeing the unraveling of the NCAA. Yeah, well, I knew the time would come, and I don't know. But I think we need to – and actually, Sean has a plan. Maybe we'll save it for next week because we're going to have a long show as it is. Sean has a plan for his own bubble. But why don't we talk about what uh, for the NFL? But why don't we try to do some of the NFL things that are going on? Sean, why don't you and, talk and about just some by of the way, By the way, Chris, we do have a list of the players that have opted out, but so that we get the complete list for you, we're going to do that next week. Right, and we'll do Sean's bubble next week, too. I think that makes more sense. We'll do yeah, there's NFL a couple different bubble ideas that i worked on. Yeah. Okay, well, good. We'll probably have four more by the time we get to next week. But anyway, <laughs> so we'll have one for each week of training camp until uh, September 10th. But uh, the thing is, why don't we talk about what is going on with the NFL? There was an agreement between the Players Association and the NFL. What are some of those procedures, Sean, that they're going to be doing? Well, of course, there will be major fines, major suspensions on uh, how this will go on. Uh, I think we talked about some of this last week about the uh, the 16 days and the. But there, there are there are major yeah. There's fines. gatherings. They have their own like rules, like a state. The your state says you're gonna have 50 people at a gathering. They can only be at one with 15 or something. Things like that. That yeah, you know, yeah they can only count. They, they they have based it. A lot on what English Premier League soccer and Australian rules football like. They can only be a certain. They will also, uh, when even when they're at home, when they're tested on a Thursday or Friday, they'll go into that bubble until the game. And then if you're test positive, you're out. And then they'll go on the road. When they go on the road, they will go to the hotel, stay in that hotel until game. They will leave. Uh, they will use multiple buses. Uh, they. They say anybody. Uh, let's just, let's use the Lou Williams situation. If this happened in the NFL, the, if Lou Williams did what he did, it would have been an, uh, reportedly at least an eight-team suspension and a, possibly a two hundred thousand dollar fine. In you know, if this had happened in the NFL, so they they worked out these agreements. They said, now granted, they could get it Monday through Wednesday because they're going back and forth, right. you know, and they could get it then and. But they're saying to have this, they, you know, because for them, they think it's impossible to do a bubble. But because they've seen how other leagues in the world, even with, and now granted, they, the virus has let up in some of those other leagues. They've seen how other leagues have done it. They've also monitored the UFC and boxing, how they have done it, because UFC and boxing, close contact, even though it's only two people rather than 100 people, you know, rather than 22 people, they've monitored. You know, they're, they're looking at all of these, and they're not putting a lot of these out to the media, which i got to say that's something that's totally different than what baseball is doing. Baseball has been putting all of their dirty laundry out in the media. Any dirty laundry 
has been gone on behind the scenes, except for when they did the hashtag and then they came to an agreement two days later, you know. But it was just, hey, we have concerns. So they have all all these protocols. Also, like I said, players can opt out if if it's COVID related. They get three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. If it's non, if you're just concerned, you're good. But you don't want to play this year. One hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but it doesn't affect your status on the team for for next year. So. Yeah, they're going to have That's wristbands for social distancing. I think is one of the things they're going to do, right? Yeah, they're. Oh, yeah, they're working. Yeah, social distancing. All players and all. I mean, anybody who is any team that allows fans in, all fans will be masked. Right. Uh, like in some cases, like the Dallas Cowboys, they're not selling season tickets. They're going to do it on a per week basis to see how many fans they can let in at each time. How they they get safe. Uh, season tickets will be honored next year. Most most teams that are going to allow fans are saying 20 to 25 percent to start out with, and I think most of them are going along with that uh, no season ticket policy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. well, a couple other NFL notes: Joe Burrow signed his contract with the uh, Bengals, so he'll be in camp and ready to go right off the bat. And we have a new Monday night team on the ESPN. Steve Levy. Yeah. Yep. Steve Levy, good play-by-play guy. He yes. did college at XFL. He's a good studio guy. Lewis Reddick and Brian Greasy. Brian mm-hmm. Greasy's okay. His dad's a little better. Was a little better as a college analyst, but Brian Greasy's all right. And then on that first Monday game, since there's not going to be a lot of college football, Chris Fowler and Kurt Her- Street are going to do the other games. Okay, so that's cool. And we and do so have I a think- hockey final, Chris. It is the Avalanche two, the Blues one. Okay. Oh. So all right. So. Now, we have another big story broke that didn't get much play because of all the baseball going on and everything else, and it involved and it involved our friends in China and the NBA. What, what happened with that, Sean? Oh, yes. <laughs> this, kinda, this came down on opening day, Thursday. Apparently, ESPN has been working on this story for a while, and I guess they... NBA had an agreement with China for three developmental camps, and one in particular in Xinjiang. And in Xinjiang, they noticed people in cage, you know, people in cages. What these were? These are developmental camps for Chinese kids. You know, where part of the agreement with the NBA was for them to go to school, them to you know, very similar to how they do with tennis camps and soccer camps around the world, and even like what IMG does with football and basketball. They they go to high school, they get college prep stuff. They're there. It's it's to train them how. And these were run. The camps themselves were run by the NBA, but they were at Chinese government-owned facilities. And three former uh, employees that worked at these training centers apparently went to ESPN, talked to them, and said the conditions are, are horrible, not the way the NBA is doing this, but what China is doing, uh, what China is doing is very horrible. Uh, you know, they're, I mean, basically enslaving them. And one player, one person even said, how can I work when I know all these players are going to just end up being taxi drivers anyway? They're just got them in there taking our NBA money to say, hey, we're training people to be players when, you know, for the most part, I mean, 
they're imprisoning them. They're, in, you know, they lock them in cages at night. You found that's a one set. Apparently, one person even said the NBA sent them emails telling them not to talk to ESPN. Now, remember, this all goes back to the Gerald Morey tweet, and they they were working on this before Gerald Morey's tweet back in October when he said, "I support Hong Kong," and China pulled the state. Uh, TV, they quit airing all NBA games, especially Rocket games, and Daryl Morey was kind of told, hey, shut up. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski kind of got on Daryl Morey saying, hey, you know, you cost the NBA at least 150000 $150 million to $200 million. You put this out in January in revenue. And then when somebody asked about the NBA in China, remember Woj was also suspended for basically saying, F you. So, yes, that was a Missouri yeah. Senator. Josh Hawley was the one who, who asked about it. And he, yeah. he said, F you. Yeah. Now, in, you know, how that story ended, the concern that the senator had was about a, a camp that I believe Nike might have been running where they were making yeah. the jerseys and things. And it was slave labor. And uh, the NBA did eventually wind up closing that operation, too. Yeah, yeah, or China closed. Yeah, they closed that, and then the said That's how they found out about the whole the thing in Saint John because they were investigating the Nike camp, the Nike uh, deal, and so NBA they found out about this in Saint John. With Saint John, is kind of a police state. They have a number of Muslims there. It's it's you know they're causing trouble with the Chinese. The Chinese government is coming because they worship Islam, and so it's just it's yeah. This whole NBA and China thing, if it really and. It kind of got shoved up because it came out on opening day. It came out Wednesday night, less than 24 hours before opening day. And like you said, it was with the whole Marlins thing, and plus everybody excited. It kind of just, I mean, it got some play on Thursday, but it just, with more and more COVID stuff, it just kind of got yeah. shoved under the rug. And But I think this could, once things, I think this could have some traction to see where this goes, but... So a little more on NBA streaming. Just to, I wrote down some of the teams that I know if they're streaming and they're not, and then Perry could maybe add some. The Celtics are streaming, uh, again, because if you don't have TuneIn, you don't have XM, you might be able to get these on your uh, Miss A or whatever device you have. The Celtics are streaming. Toronto has been. Oklahoma City, I think. And the Cel- Now, Chris, wait a minute. The Celtics are what's... <laughs> Give us the stations if you know them. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't have all the stations. Of course, that's 98.5, the sports hub. Toronto, it's on the uh, TSN, I think. Well, you can just ask for it that way. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh, would night, that be 590 or 1050? Well, it was on both last night. I, no, it was in 1050, I think. Well, it was on so, 590 and the one in Hamilton. So 1050 on. would be TSN, 590 is Sportsnet. So. Right. Okay, yeah. then. Uh, so 1050 and the one in Hamilton, uh, Oklahoma City. I forget the name of the uh, K uh, WWLS. Uh, w- it's WWLS. Right. Uh, Memphis. I don't know the name of that one. That is uh, 92.9 ESPN. Yeah, Brooklyn is a WFAN, and they're on. They should even be on when the Yankees are playing because they can be on the WFAN dot com if they're going yeah. to continue to do this. And again, all, anything that we tell you is streaming, we that's the day we heard it. You know, another day they could change their mind or not do it or somebody doesn't flip the right switch. So San Antonio is not streaming. Milwaukee is not streaming. The Clippers are not streaming. The Lakers, K-E-S, what are they? K-E-S-P-N. K-S-P-N. K-S-P-N. Okay. Yeah. Or, so if you, or if you have your device, you can say play 
uh, ESPN in Los Angeles. That's right. the way yeah. you can get it. Okay. Uh, Dallas is not streaming. Oh, okay. All right. So we don't have them all, and you know, San we'll Antonio, see about I don't think is. No, they're no. not. We said that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, we also, I forgot another NFL note, Antonio Brown, if somebody wants to sign him and take a flyer this year, they're going to have to wait eight weeks to get him because he is suspended for the, and apparently, apparently from what I heard this morning too, that suspension could be even more because they're investigating, they're still investigating some of the other stuff on him. Yeah. Okay. For the first stuff, it's eight games. Uh, I I think his career is over, folks. I would think so. Um, People have been, for uh, those out there, they've been getting their Braille schedules. We pretty much got them now. So if the games are played, you should uh, have it. Um, And then uh, one uh, sport tangentially related sports thing, Johar Sarnayev, the Boston Marathon bombing, his death penalty conviction was overturned because in the First Circuit Court of Appeals. The thing is that uh, they're basically saying the trial should not have been held in Boston, and and they're going by Timothy McVeigh because when he was tried for the Oklahoma City bombing, it was done in Denver. So they will probably have another death penalty phase. I don't think the federal government's going to drop it uh, uh, totally. Uh, and, you know, so it'll probably be held somewhere else down the road. So it'll be another 10 years before this gets settled at least. Yeah, I would still, other- I would, But, you know, Chris, I would still find it very hard to believe that anything is no. going to change because that no. case got so, you know, it, with all the coverage that it had and everything, yeah. I would it's find it where no matter. Yeah. People are not going to mix it up with something else. Sometimes they say, well, which terrorist incident was this? And we don't remember. It was the one sporting event that's been attacked. So people are going to remember that. Um, Also, uh, for those that are interested in tennis, a lot of big-name tennis players are saying that they're not going to play in the U.S. Open. So um, we'll see if the U.S. Open is going to be able to come off. Oh, yeah, and then Matthew Stafford, uh, we still don't know whether he's tested positive or he's just exposed to COVID or something. But That's correct. We don't know because they you just have to be put on a list until they can, yeah. you know. Determine that, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then we do need to mention Rudy Gobert because Rudy Gobert is the bookend of this whole crisis because what happened was he was the guy on March 11th, remember we it was that Wednesday night, we had President Trump make his speech and we found out that uh, – uh, Tom Hanks had the okay. virus, and, and then at about quarter or ten Eastern time, quarter or nine in the central time zone, we found out that Rudy Gobert had it, and about five minutes later, the NBA... No, we knew, and, and Chris, we knew that the Oklahoma City-Utah game had been postponed, but nobody knew why. Right. Yeah. And then uh, we found out that that was why the Rudy Gobert had tested positive for the virus. And five minutes after that, the NBA season closed and the fans just left the arena not knowing what had happened in Oklahoma City uh, until they saw it on their phones on their way home or whatever. But on and Thursday then all night, heck bro- And then all heck broke loose. That's right. Yeah. Then and then on Thursday night, first night of the NBA season, who scores the first two points in the bubble? Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Who gets the winning basket? First winning basket in the bubble? Rudy Gobert. So yep. pretty pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I hope he's still social distancing and having a good time because he wasn't doing all that before. No. Uh, and let's see. I think we can now uh, go to our deaths, and we have eleven deaths to run through, which is unfortunate. And they came in in bunches this week. I don't know why. Yeah, David, but, USF was busy this week. Yes, okay. A lot of folks died this week. All right, we have Noel Jenke. He was 73. He was from Minnesota. He played for University of Minnesota in football and baseball. And then uh, he was drafted in 69 by the Red Sox and the Vikings. And so he was the 13th uh, 
pick in the 69 draft by the Red Sox. He was in their minor league system from 69 through 71. I remember hearing his name. He was in for spring training games, so I know the name. He played uh, 120 games in the minors, hit 241 with five homers and 35 RBIs. That's why he went to the Minnesota Vikings in 71 in Atlanta in 72. He wasn't a regular player. I'll give you those stats soon. He was with Green Bay in 73 and 74. In, tw- in the whole four years, he played in 25 games with two recoveries, two fumble recoveries. So that was it for him. Um, oh, and then he was a ch- salesman for Champion Sports, where and he had many recent health issues and uh, died of complications of all of that stuff. Eddie Shack. Now, here's a name that uh, I don't know if you remember him, Robert, but he was around a long time playing hockey. He was 83 years old. He played with the Rangers from 58 through 60. Toronto, 60 through 67. The Bruins from 67 through 69. The L.A. Kings, 69 and 70. Buffalo, 70 through 72. Pittsburgh, 72, 73. Back with Toronto, 73 through 75. He went to the Stanley Cup with the Maple Leafs in 62 through 64 and in 67. And with Toronto, uh, he he, he won the four cups. Uh, Let's see. And he was... He scored the winning goal in the 63 Stanley Cup. Uh, he said it went in off his butt, and he said, I was just trying to get out of the way. So there you go. Yeah. He was a three-time All-Star from 62 through 64. He was he scored 20 or more goals for five different teams. There's only nine players in the NHL who have been able to do that. He's one of them. Uh, let's see. In, he had uh, 1,047 games, 239 goals, 226 assists for 465 points in 1437 penalty minutes. And, of and course, was, Toronto hasn't won a cup since. <laughs> they haven't. He was yes. a pretty colorful guy. He was very popular everywhere he played. He certainly was, was popular here when he played for the Bruins. In the playoffs, he played in 76 games, 6 gold, 7 assists, and 151 penalty minutes. So he was in the the, the uh, penalty box fair, for fairly often. He was a spokesman for Pop Shop in Canada, which is, I guess, a soda. Yeah, that's the soda, yes. And then uh, Schick Razors, and uh, he had some donor stores. And he had a, I remember there was a song, I remember hearing it somewhere, Clear the Track, Here Comes Shaq. And that was a a, a record that that was around at the time. Mm -hmm. We had Maurice Petty, 81 years old, brother of Richard Petty. He was his younger brother. Uh, He was uh, was in 26 races himself. He was uh, from 60 through 64 in NASCAR. 16 top 10 finishes. His best race was third. Then he was the crew chief for the and the engine builder for the Petty uh, Group, Petty Enterprises, and he helped uh, Richard with uh, for to his 200 wins and seven NASCAR championships. So there you go. Uh, then we have, uh, and he's in the Motorsports Hall of Fame in 14 and the NASCAR Hall of, uh, in 11. He got in the Motorsports Hall of Fame and the NASCAR Hall of Fame in 14. Then we have Willie Young, 77 years old. He was a, a, a played for Grambling. He was an offensive lineman for the Giants from 66 through 75, and he was offensive tackle. In 119 of 135 games, he started, and he had three fumble recoveries. And uh, as I said, he went to uh, Grambling for college. And then uh, and then we have the big one to me and uh, to Robert, too, I know, John McNamara. Uh, yep. John, Mac- John McNamara, 88 years old, uh, coached uh, his coaching career, coached for the uh, A's, 68 and 69, the Giants, 71, 73, and then the, the Angels, 70, California Angels, 78, manager, Oakland in 69 and 70, 
San Diego in 74 through 77. Cincinnati, 79 through 82, so he managed Bill Sparks' team, too. Yeah, he repl- he's the one that uh, took over uh, when uh, when Sparky left. That's right, and he did win a division in 79 and uh, and uh, faced the Pirates, the We Are Family t- the Pirates, and lost that uh, series. Right. California Angels, 83 and 84. The Red Sox, 85 through 88. Cleveland, 90-91. California, end of 96, just to fill out a year. Uh, he was the AL uh, uh, Manager of the Year in 86 and, of course, went to the World Series and made the move, taking, uh, leaving uh, Bill Buckner in, just feeling he had to be on the field if the team won the championship. And, of course, it got past Buckner, and that was the end of that game. But there were a lot of other issues going on. But that was one of them, and I said when it happened, that was a bad move. His managerial record was not stellar. 1,160 wins and 12,33 losses for a 485 percentage. So that uh, that wasn't the best. And let's see if there's any more on John over here. And then they had uh, a lot of good articles this week in the Globe, Chris. On uh, I bet they did. Yeah. And there's a whole thing. I just actually heard an interview with uh, that they played on the Red Sox pregame with Joe Castiglione and Roger Clemens. Basically, Roger is still saying he did not ask out of that sixth game against the Mets, which is when things started to go south with the bullpen. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not in Boston, but I don't I don't think Roger Clemens would ask out of a game like that either. I I find that very hard to believe. And what he said is, Bill Fisher came out afterwards and said that Roger did not ask out of it. He was the pitching coach, and that after that, John McNamara and Bill Fisher, Fisher never spoke. So that kind of tells me that if that's the case, then uh, that that sounds reasonable to me. Yeah. No, yeah. I I didn't believe that Roger had asked out either. John McNamara was never a popular manager here. It's one thing to he was replaced by Joe Morgan, Walpole Joe, and he was much more popular when he came in, of course, with his 19 out of 20. But John McNamara was just one of those guys. He, as they used to say, kidding around on the sports title, a good baseball man. You know, in other words, he could have a job anytime he wanted. That's, that's what he would have, they would have said about him. Okay, we had Kitty Blakemore. By the way, Jerry, Jerry, I see your hand. We'll get to you between the deaths and the history. So anybody yeah. else who wants to talk, we'll do that too. We, we only have about five or six more deaths, Jerry. Hang on. <laughs> Kitty Blakemore, 91 years old. Uh, she got the West Virginia women's basketball program off the ground. Uh, she established it. She was the coach there from 73 through 92. She uh, was 301 wins, 214 losses, uh, two Atlantic 10 titles in 89, uh, the regular season, the 92 tournament. <clears throat> yes, they were in the Atlantic 10 back in the day. And then so um, Penn State. Penn State, UMass, there was a whole big, whole big bunch of folks that were in their temple, all kinds of people. Okay, and then we, and she went into the postseason, 85, the NIT, and 89 and 92, the NCAA. And I think the NCAA, she made the Sweet 16 in 92. And then she was assistant athletic director for women's affairs and retired in 97. And she's in the West Virginia University of West Virginia, WVU Hall of Fame, West Virginia University Hall of Fame. We have Irene Poland, 96 years old, widow of Abe Poland, who uh, bought the Washington Bullets or the Baltimore Bullets in 64. Then they became the Washington, I don't know, the Capitol Bullets and the Washington Bullets and then eventually the Wizards. Uh, Of course, under uh, the Poland regime, they did win the championship in 1978. Uh, Aid died in November of 2009, and they sold the the bullets to uh, Ted Leonsis, who owns them and the Capitals now. I think they were always owned by the same people who own the Capitals. That is correct, yep. Yeah, and then... um, 
and she was, let's see, I'm looking for some other thing. And uh, Ted, Le- was, Ted Leonza still owns both teams yes. as far as I know. And so. she was there when they uh, drew the number one pick to pick John Wall in, in 2010, and she was very happy about that. She was the, uh, you know, since the, it was, the sale was in process, and uh, she was involved with women's health, uh, su- supported women's health issues, and she was a psychoanalyst, and uh, so that was cool. Then we have Lou Henson, 88 years old, longtime college basketball coach. Illinois. We remember that name in the Big Ten. That's yeah, right. Illinois. Yep. Co- coach high school basketball in New Mexico, and then uh, the head of Hard- Hardin-Simmons from 62 through 66, the New Mexico State from 66 through 75, Illinois from 75 through 96, and then uh, New Mexico State again, 97 through 05. He's the AD at New Mexico State from uh, 67 to 75. He had a coaching record of 779 and 422. He was 19 and 20 in the NCAA and 4 and 4 in the NIT. And then New Mexico State, the final four, and losing to UCLA in uh, 1970. And then uh, went to uh, the final four and lost to Michigan in 89 in the semifinals. Michigan going on to win the uh, title. Hall of Fame in uh, 15 for uh, uh, the basketball, College Basketball Hall of Fame, and he died of cancer. Uh, he uh, was uh, d- diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's uh, leuke- uh, lymphoma. In, uh, uh, lymphoma in 03, and then he ended up dying of cancer now. And then, um, let's see, I think oh, we've still got a few more. We have Mike Gillespie. He was 80 years old, played... Uh, Played baseball at USC from 60 through in 61, and they were the champions in 61. Coaching um, a College of the Canyons, which was a community college in Santa Clarita, California, from 71 through 86. Then USC, 87 through 06. And then um, managed the A-ball Staten Island Yankees for one year. George got him in to do that. And then, um, let's see. And then he was the AD of the College of the Canyons uh, from 76 through 86. He was uh, for his coaching career overall with all of that, uh, 77 through 86 for College of the Canyons. The coaching career was 1157 and 720, and then uh, 75 and 44 in the NCAA. In 98, he was the uh, he won the championship with USC, and in 95 went to the final game, and he was coach of the year in 98. And uh, he died of a stroke and had lung issues as well. Uh, Mike Gale, uh, and he, he was a, a ABA point guard, played for the Kentucky Colonels 71 through 74, the uh, New York Nets 74-75, the San Antonio Spurs went into the NBA too, 75 through 80, because, of course, the Spurs came in in 76-77 with the other teams. Uh, Portland, 80 and 81, and then Golden State, 81 and 82. And uh, let's see. He wanted, Those were some bad Warriors teams back then. Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah, yeah, Joe Barry Carroll and all. Yeah. You know, Joe Barry Lee Joe, Cares. Or, or Joe, Joe Barry Lee Cares, as we called him. Yeah. Uh, he did win the championship for the Nets in 74. Uh, he was a two-time all-defensive all team in the ABA in 73 and 74. He had 62.03 for points, three, 346 uh, assists, and uh, 13.49 in steals. Then we had, uh, let's see, uh, Ricky Dixon. And primarily his big stuff was at Oklahoma. Uh, yeah. He would, did play for uh, the NFL, but uh, really Oklahoma was, uh, let's see, uh, he was there from 85 through 88. Uh, 
the 80, he was in the uh, part of the 85 championship team. They won the 86 Orange Bowl to win that. He was an All-American in 87. He won the Jim Thorpe Award that year. Uh, he had nine interceptions and 17 uh, all to, nine that year and 17 altogether for Oklahoma. The, the uh, Sooners were 42-5-1 while he was there. And then he's the co- uh, College Hall of Fame in uh, 2019. And he was fifth pick in 1988 by the Cincinnati Bengals. He played for them in 88 and 92, and then the Raiders in 93. He had six interceptions and one recovery for um, in the NFL. And he played uh, in the Super Bowl on special teams. Uh, special teams, he died in all, of Alzheimer's, and he was diagnosed in 13. So that's a tough way to go. That's a long uh, downward spiral with Alzheimer's. So I think we are now finally ready for Jerry. Yes, we are. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay, all I wanted to say was in your streaming list, you didn't include the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, they did as of last night. Don't know what's in the future, but uh, you asked for the uh, fan or the fanatic 97.5 out of Philly. Or okay, WBEN might work. That, that's good. Okay, thank you for that. That's a good yeah. thing to know. All right. Uh, so we got our days in history. We don't have too many, too much stuff. This, this, a couple more minutes. I think we'll do this. Two, three. Uh, all right, baseball. A lot of, a lot of base, baseball. A little golf on the twenty seventh. Hey, look at all the crazy days in history we're going to have on July thirty first. The first game, games of the NBA, July thirtieth. Oh, yeah. All these things for this year are going to be so crazy. It's going to oh, be. Oh yeah. Okay, on July twenty seventh, Gaylord Perry joined the thirty five hundred uh, uh, strikeout club. He got the 3,500 strikeout in 83 with Kansas City, and that was his eighth team. And, uh, eighth and final and, team. That was his eighth final, and final team. team. Yeah. And Pete Rose got his 3,500th hit that day in 84 uh, for the, uh, I don't know where, who was he playing for at that uh, point? Uh, Montreal, I be- Montreal, Montreal, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Then we get to our friend A-Rod. This is an interesting <laughs> thing. A-Rod. <laughs> Has hit. I heard this on the A's game, and then uh, their their uh, host mentioned this, and then David USF did some more research. Thank you, David. That okay. would be that would be Chris Townsend for the A's. Chris. Okay, we'll give him yeah. credit too. So yeah. thank you, Chris. Thank you, David. All right, A Rod's birthday. He hit six home runs on his birthday, and he's the most uh, most home runs by anybody on their birthday. And, uh, uh, and the thing is. He only played uh, on, in, let's see, he played ball from 94 through 16. So he had 23 ba- birthdays that, that he could have played, but he only played on, on 14 of those birthdays. So of the birthdays that he played on, he hit home runs in five of them because he hit two against Texas in one of them. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So on the 28th Tuesday, uh, if you go back to this, we had Dennis Martinez for Montreal, pitched a no-hitter in 91 against the uh, Dodgers. That was a perfect game, I believe. Oh, perfect game. That's right. I'm sorry. These were perfect games. And yeah. that, that was a perfect game. And also in 94, we had a perfect game by Kenny Rogers. And uh, that's the only the only perfect game uh, for Texas and the last no-hitter for Texas still. And perhaps the only day that two perfect games were pitched on was, was uh, July 28th. Yeah, I believe, I believe that is the case. Kenny Rogers yep. picked, pitched his perfect game against the California Angels. Uh, and uh, so that was it for that day. And, Not and a whole Dennis lot. Martinez pitched against the um, yeah. Dodgers. Um, Dodgers when he yep. was with Montreal. Correct. Yeah, yeah, the Rangers have not pitched no hitter since. Or yeah. game since. On July 29th, the PGA, Paul Runyon won it in 1934 after a 38-hole playoff. 
So that was that was quite a thing. And I don't know whether that was match play and they just were tied or how that worked. It was worked. match play. It was 36 holes, and then they had a two right. more holes. <laughs> and then in, in 1911, Smokey Joe Wood pitched another no-hitter against the St. Louis Browns. He had done that earlier in the month or in June or something. Anyway, but we, yeah. in our memory, we know he did it twice against the Browns for the Red Sox. And uh, let's see, then also... Uh, let's see what else we got him. Oh, we got uh, George Culver pitched a no hitter uh, for the Reds against Philadelphia on July 29th in 1968. <clears throat> then we have the 30th. We have the first World Cup in 1930 uh, was won by Uruguay, who were the uh, the host. Host, yeah. <clears throat> And that, that's amazing that Uruguay hosted anything. Uruguay hasn't hosted anything in my lifetime, but they hosted that World Cup. I don't know why. Anyway, um, and they were the host, and they beat Argentina. In 62, England beat West Germany to win the World Cup. That's their only World Cup. In 62, the AL beat the National League at Wrigley Field in the All-Star Game. And that uh, Pete Runnels hit a home run. He never hit home runs. He's about, he was like Wade Boggs kind of guy. He won two batting titles, was a very good hitter, but he was a line drive hitter. Never hit home runs, but he did hit one in the, for the American League that day. And there must have been, uh, since then, Perry, a, a game at Wrigley Field, an All-Star Game. That was way back. There there have, been there yeah, since? there was. It was. There was one um, late, I think it was in the late 80s, right after they got the lights, they had one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, and Jim Bibby pitched a no hitter uh, against Oakland for uh, I think that was for Texas also. That, wasn't that it? is correct, Texas. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and July thirty first, which is the last day we have, the PGA was won by Jerry Barber in nineteen sixty one. It must have been some rain because that was a Monday, so they must have had a rain out the yeah. day before somewhere. That was the only major he ever won. And in uh, in two thousand sixteen, Jimmy Walker won the PGA. In 81, it was the end of the baseball strike. Now, this was the day it was settled. So the way this ran, and we got this all doped out by David USF and everything, another good job by him. We had the last baseball in 81 on June 11th. The baseball strike started June 12th. The settlement finally was reached on July 31st, and it was a very happy day. I remember hearing that, and I was really happy because what a boring summer that had been. <clears throat> then we had a, a mini training camp, which... I was surprised we actually took as long for training camp this time because the stoppage was just about as long. But anyway, <clears throat> excuse me, we got back to play. We started to have exhibition games over the weekend on the 7th and 8th of uh, August. And then on the 9th, they had the All-Star game in Cleveland. Baseball came back on the 10th of August. So that was your two, basically 60-day, two-month gap in baseball. Uh, between uh, June 11th, June 12th, and August 10th was, uh, and so that was how that worked. And then uh, in 1961, I was at this All-Star game, which was a 1-1 tie between the American League and the National League. After nine innings, it started to rain. We were in an uncovered area, so we went home. But it was pretty obvious that it was pouring, so uh, the game was called after about 45 minutes. So that was the other tie. We had the one in 02 in Milwaukee. This was caused by rain. And uh, so that was uh, the two ties in all-star history. And it was uh, really cool to sit there and Sandy Koufax is pitching and Willie Mays is hitting and all this other cool stuff. You know, that's when the game really meant something to the fans. And the fans, of course, were, were all there. And that was a t bad time for the Red Sox. And they weren't contenders. No Ted Williams fans. They didn't draw a million from 60, uh, well, what, 50? Yeah, maybe they didn't even in 60. I think 58 until 67. So uh, they were out of contention and no Ted Williams. So, but the park was filled that day, that's for sure. And I was glad to be there. That's one of my big baseball memories. And that's it for the, this day in history for me. Yep. Yep. And, and well, by the we, way, uh, we have no Houston, hands. Houston won six to five in 11 innings. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Oh, oh, hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Wait just a mo- wait just a sec. Wait just a second. Uh, Scott, if you would unmute yourself, you we will be able to hear you. Okay. Good evening, everyone. Sorry. We should hey, be able to hear you now. Go ahead, hey, Scott. Scott. Are you there? Yes. Are you there? Yeah, we're here. Very good. Uh, breaking in the NFL, Eagles coach, head coach uh, Peterson, COVID positive. Oh, just boy. Breaking. Oh, I boy. did not see that okay. one. Wow. Uh, Thank that you, just came, Well, that actually just came down during the show. I picked it up from uh, All right. the NFL. Well, app, Scott so. is one of the ace news people out of Iowa. We know who yes. Scott is. And he helps everybody <laughs> yeah. with all the weather and stuff that goes on out there. So we know Scott's always on the ball with this stuff. Very good. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Very good. Thank all right. Okay. All right. That'll... I guess, Sean, you can wrap it up. All right. Well, folks, I want to thank you for putting up with our little delay once we and as we were trying to get going. Of course, it is fitting it happened on our anniversary show. Right. Uh, and if you want to listen to this again, or if you ever miss a show, give us a call. Or you can download the podcast at legendoldies.com. You can also type in Sports Lounge Live, three words in your podcatcher. Uh, also, tell your smart speaker to play the Sports Lounge podcast. Or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. That's how you can do that. Uh, Also, if you want to leave us a message anytime, 800-693-0595, option number two. And you can email us, sportslounge at allthingsradio.net. So we will be back next week with starting a new year. With Sean's bubble. Sean's going to bring his bubble with him. (laughs) Yeah. And we'll probably break it. But and we'll yeah. break it for him, but that's yeah. okay. And we'll also have the opt-out list for the NFL. Yep. And who and hopefully no more COVID to report. But hopefully I no tend more. to doubt yeah. that. Let's hope not. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope right. not. See you next week, everybody. <laughs>